0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills.
1: There's a big learning curve
0: with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This week on the Mike Y Show, we're on to the second round of the NBA playoffs. And an LA team is still alive, but it's not the one you think. And with Brooklyn down a man, will they have enough to overcome the Greek freak? Stand by for answers, but first, darling, do your thing. The Mike Wise Show is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. The Mike Wise Show is hosted by a guy who played basketball atrociously for Hawaii Pacific College, which forced him into journalism. And, oh yeah, he wrote about basketball for the New York Times, the Washington Post, and ESPN. He's also a wise-ass, and so are many of his guests. Right, Mike? Thanks, Darlene. We're down to the Elite Eight in the NBA playoffs, and new postseason heroes are emerging everywhere. Holla, Trey Young! Some have gone home for the summer, and others are still in for the fight. And those crowds are adding electricity to an already charged environment. Man, I couldn't believe the crowd in Dallas the other night. I couldn't believe the Knicks crowd before they got eliminated. Anyway, here to examine it all, we have my loyal wingman and my producer, Bruce Bernstein.
1: Hello, Bruce. Hey, Mike. Great weekend of basketball. But, you know, I think this show needs a Mike Wise download on issues near and far in the NBA. Shall we start? That's good. That's good, Bruce. We, do we have breaking news? Yes, we do. Uh, news note out of Miami. Pat Riley says he's leaving the door open for a LeBron James return to Miami. Mike, your thoughts? I mean, <laughs> this is
0: news. I mean, yeah, I, I'd like to leave the door open for my salary at ESPN. Uh, it's not coming back. I'd like to leave the door open for, well, an ex-girlfriend. Maybe ten years ago, she's not coming back. LeBron is not coming back to you, Pat. I got news flash. I mean, come on. Uh, I look. I understand. LeBron James scorned Pat Riley like he's never been scorned. He still carries that torch. I was there the night at the Hall of Fame ceremony uh, several years ago when LeBron James had almost told Pat Riley uh, that earlier that summer, I'm not coming back. Pat Riley fell fell to the floor on his knees and he called the only person, the one person that said he would take LeBron's job and he would guard LeBron. And that person was Luol Dang. <laughs> Dang. So, look, uh, you know, I like. I love Pat Riley. He's uh, he's basically saying, I think uh, we need, it would be great if, if we want, if you got one more title here with me and uh, because we're not doing it without a player of your ilk. Uh, you know, God bless um, our, our former guest uh, Drago and uh Goran Dragic. Yeah, Dragic. Yeah. yeah. Dragic. God bless Dragic. Um, Bam Adebayo. Uh, I don't know. Tyler Hero, um, who found out that a hero ain't nothing but a sandwich and he shouldn't shoot that much. Um, and look, I, uh, Miami's not going anywhere. You know, uh, the only thing that saves Eric Spolster's job maybe over the next two years is LeBron coming back. I, I can't see him going back to Miami, but you know what? I didn't think he'd go to LA. So what do I know?
1: So if if Rick Pitino were here right now, he'd say something like LeBron James ain't walking through that door.
0: Yeah, no, no. And neither is Brad Stevens as a coach, but that's another story.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll get to that eventually. The yeah. Clippers, Mike, did they turn the corner? Are they now title ready? Is that crazy or plausible? That's, uh, that's actually plausible. And I'll tell you why
0: Bruce. Look, what, what Kawhi Leonard and Paul George did in the first round against Dallas being down three, two, and at one point almost three Oh, when they were down 30 11 in that, um, in that game three, I, I just think, you know, it was, it wasn't monumental, but it did a lot going forward toward getting the, getting the monkey off their backs and the fact that they can perform in the clutch when it matters and they don't just put pretty regular season records together. I thought it was huge. I thought there were, I mean, Reggie Jackson came through. There's so many role players that you can't really put it all on them that really helped them get over the hump. But boy, Kawhi was so big when he had to be. And I look at the landscape right now and this is why I think the plot, the, the Clippers could end up in the NBA finals and who knows winning it all. James Harden's hurt. Um, Ben and i mean uh, joel Embiid looks really gimpy right now uh you know after that injury i i don't think he looks as spry and i just don't i don't know if philly wins that series and even if they did i mean i i don't think they're unbeatable um milwaukee is still not proven in in the in the crucible yeah they got through a, a first round series they swept the heat but they they haven't shown that they can make it through the crucible I mean, of a seven game series that gets really tight, and so all these things, including the, you know, um, I'm sorry, AD Anthony Davis being out for the Lakers and them fall, you know, and them them falling in the first round, the the fact that there is no real number one uh, team in the West. I don't think. I think Utah. I don't think they're they're a fraud, but I, I do think that I don't think they're as good as people think. And, I, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Clippers got through them. And then then you're talking Phoenix or the Nuggets. I'm thinking Phoenix is winning that series. That'd be their toughest. That'd be their toughest test. I'd love to see Chris Paul go against his old team mm-hmm. with a chance to go to the finals. <laughs> that would be some real drama. Oh, yeah. But then if the, if, if the Clippers get through that gauntlet, that's two series. Well, i don't see why they wouldn't be favorites to win the nba title almost or at least you know i mean it'd be a great story you know going from going going from collapse to uh collapse to a coronation that would be an incredible story and i i think it's plausible
1: one guy who i think really kind of showed up big in game seven for them and again they had a couple guys come off the bench i mean. Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard did a couple of big, but Paul George, I mean, he's a guy who has not always done well in the postseason. I thought he had a great all around game on Sunday. And I agree with you. I mean, I, I see the, the Clippers with a very plausible path, certainly to the finals. And then, you know, after that, look, they got Kawhi Leonard. I mean, you know, he's a two time finals MVP led tutor. He can do the LeBron James hat trick perhaps, you know, leading three teams to the finals with three NBA finals MVPs.
0: Yeah, he's already Hall of Famer. And if you never played another day in the NBA, and he's, he's shown that he's special. And, 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 you know, it's a good lesson for the media out there because I had to learn this earlier in my career. Um, you know, we you know, a year ago, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George were thought to be the worst leaders of a big time professional sports team in America. Like, like they just could, Kawhi was too quiet. He couldn't inspire anybody. Paul George looked like he was lackadaisical and he was uh, just some Californian that didn't care about anything except getting 30. But the bottom line is like we, we find reasons to, uh, we find these narratives about guys when they make big shots and big moments for our teams. They're the same guy. Kawhi was the same guy that led Toronto to a championship. He's the same guy that uh, whose team fell apart last year in the bubble when they were up three-one. No, there's no difference. It's just that he's making shots now, and you know. And so I, I I hate the the narrative on him. God bless Colin Cowherd. He's just been on fire apparently, killing. The Clippers and especially Kawhi, he's gonna have to do a make culpa today. I don't know if he will. He'll probably hold out until a couple more series. But anybody, any of my immediate brethren that writes this story, talks about that story. Shut up. We 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 just need to let these guys play. It's like Alan, I learned it when Alan Iverson, he was the biggest knucklehead in America. Uh, and, and you know, all he had was a posse and you know, which which had its own racial connotations. And, you know, he was the corn road tattooed brother that couldn't didn't understand. He didn't get it. And then he leads the Sixers to the NBA finals. And he's this story of heart character redemption. No, AI was the same guy. Heart and soul player had a lot of issues off the court, but he was the same guy. He just happened to win games. <laughs>
1: That's well, you know, that's how we judge them, right? Yeah, you, know, you are you are what your record is. You are how your team does. OK, so the Clippers now they get to face the Jazz, who are the top overall seed, best record in the league. Right. Um, But nothing about them really seems to scream out champion in waiting. Mike, what do you think? Is that insane or are you on board with that?
0: I, I, I think Utah's a mirage and, 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 you know, I'm rooting against them, not for the reasons you would think, Bruce. I hate the fact that they became like these fire orange colors. Like they almost, it's like the suns want their uniforms back. Okay. Guys, like what, what is the, the court is red and orange. Now be like, the Utah jazz fire. No, just throw put, Put me the clarinet on the floor. I don't care that you've never had any good jazz in Utah. Give me your colors back, your whatever it is, purple and yellow, whatever you had before. You know, the 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 green, the blue, the yellow. What? Like, get rid of the like. There's so many alternative uniforms, alternative alternative jerseys in the NBA now. How do you even know what the original one is? I think it's I, I think it's weakening the brand to be honest. I don't care about your stupid fire red court. Just like I didn't care about Oregon's uh, super cool court that they put with trees on it. Like, that thing looks up. so
1: bad. I hate that
0: uh, just play, Just play basketball.
1: The original so, Utah Jazz uniform actually was the New Orleans Jazz. So I think correct. we should propose a nickname swap. New Orleans becomes the Jazz again and will become the Utah Pelicans. I mean, yes, no?
0: I, yeah, I don't think there's any Pelicans in Salt Lake um, yeah, that's over, true. or Utah. You call them the Mormons. I mean, you know, like I mean, shoot. We name we named teams after a race of people. So what the heck? No, I'm I'm kidding.
1: My favorite jazz unis were the ones that Stockton and Malone wore with the mountains in the background. I thought those were really sweet. Those were nice. And it oh, those were so Ufam good. Better. The purple, purple and white, you know, yeah.
0: and they yeah. Uh, I mean, I will give you a great um I'll give you a great uh, look. I'm not saying this jazz franchise cannot um cannot go to the nba finals i'm saying i just don't I, I see them as more of an underdog than a number one seed until they prove differently you know i the regular season is the regular season the playoffs are completely different um i want to see them prove their prove their metal uh against <clears throat> excuse me uh against the clippers and i also yeah but i the great anecdote from way back when Frank Isola and I were covering the Knicks and it was a great regular season meeting. Like I want to say 97, 98, one of the Utah finals years. And they put us right next to, um, the scores table i mean it was a great seat in the delta center at the time that's what it was called mm-hmm. It was a new building now, this place was just it was it was the loudest place in sports at that time mm-hmm. yep. um i thought maybe other than you know the montreal forum during a canadians playoff um, uh, run but i i gotta say we're watching this game the knicks are up about eight early in the fourth quarter And that, and Sloan, Jerry Sloan is just like, yo, fucking, he just starts going off on them. Like, you know, he uses the see you next Tuesday word on him, everything. I mean, it was brutal. And it was like, we're watching this going, oh my God, what if you're a season ticket holder? You must just, you know, don't, don't bring your children. And, and all of a sudden Stockton Malone come out of the huddle and, um, stock and malone's taking the ball out and he's going to give it to stockton uh, at midcourt. and the knicks are kind of back and and stockton looks at malone he goes hey he goes yeah he goes let's go let's fucking go right now and malone shakes his head he goes all right they get on the court they went on like a 12 nothing run they win by like six i mean it was like two hall of famers decided it's freaking time to play it was just seeing that in person seeing those guys had that interaction was like awesome.
1: Well, Stockton and Malone aren't walking through that door either, but you've got Rudy <laughs> Gobert and you've got Donovan Mitchell and you've got a bunch of guys who look like they play pickup at the Y. So, Oh,
0: stop. Angle's good, man. He can shoot from the parking lot. Yeah. He's and, like that uh, old
1: dude at the Y who, you know, you, you don't take him seriously, but all of a sudden he's just raining jumpers on you. Trey Young is greater than Isaiah Thomas, Allen Iverson and Calvin Murphy combined. He will be the greatest six to an under guy ever to play hyperbole or fact Mike wise. Oh
0: man, you got me with that one there. I, you know, I, I, I think it's hyperbole. I, um, and this is why I don't think Trey Young is just a basketball player. I think he's going to retire greater than Jesus Gandhi. Um, and and possibly Ginkamehameha, the first of Hawaii. This is a player that, all right, well, okay. I I confess to getting on the Trey Young bandwagon because he's just so fun to watch. I don't know if he becomes that good over his career. I don't know if his health stays. I don't know what kind of players they surround him with in Atlanta, whether he stays a Hawk, whatever. Right now, I could see him on that trajectory. I think he, if he's not, if he's not going to be better than those guys, I see him in the category of the best little big men ever to play this game, ever. Calvin Murphy, Nate Archibald, Isaiah Thomas, um, the first Isaiah Thomas. The IT the second was, you know, a nice little player that had injuries and got shipped around a lot. But I'm telling you, I I just feel like this guy has something special that. It's not even a, it's not even a shot. It's not even his game. It's his, what do you call it, that French word? Je ne sais quoi? Ah. He has that special something that just emanates from it, oozes from his, uh, from his body. And it's, it's the bow at Madison Square Garden. It's a blowing the kisses to the crowd. It's the, it's the putting his finger against his lips like shh. I just quieted you bastards I don't care how many people are in Madison Square Garden right now you know calling for my execution I am silencing your crowd including you Spike Lee you bastard who hasn't been in a big series since Reggie Miller
1: I don't know if you ever read Phil Mushnick's column in the New York Post Phil's kind of a bitter old guy you know oh, he's, he's a, type a, of a guy oh, he,
0: he makes he makes us he makes us look like um, woke 20 year olds but he, he's like but what
1: he he let Spike Lee have it in the column that, that dropped today. It was actually pretty funny. He called like him. About what? Well, he said, you know, why is he always standing up? He's sitting in the front row. Nobody's blocking his view. He's just, you know, he, <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying these are my words because, you know, Spike Lee seems okay. You lo- no, off. no, no. You loved it. You He's loved a cl- he it called him a clown. Because you hate Spike. Spike Lee is an American
0: treasure and he can run around the court as much as he wants. In fact... I would, but because he's so tiny, it's like part of the show. I I would be, I would be honored if Spike Lee danced past me, and I, I had spent that much money for those seats. I would be honored because yeah. even though he's showboating, it's his moment. He's puff. He isn't. I mean, he's he's as connected to that franchise uh, even more so than Billy Crystal to the Clippers or shoot Jack Nicholson. Like you yeah. see them.
1: He is. Yeah. yeah. so he i did.
0: don't know I, I but i'll read much nick because you know um well he basically role, just he... called him
1: a clown he said you know he's wearing his little clown suit and blah, blah blah and it's like well you know what i look at spike and i say you know he's been showing up for a really long time so it's not like he decided all of a sudden to jump on the bandwagon with the knicks he's he's been there all along but uh trey young man i'll tell you what when he gets over half court, he's ready to shoot it. I mean, it's almost oh. Steph Curry like. And 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 when he lets that thing go, I mean, it, it looks pretty good coming out of his hands pretty much every time. So I mean, you know. I mean, if Steph Curry declared himself open when he left the
0: parking lot, Trey Young declared himself open when he left the womb. bump. <laughs> I've been saving up for that one. Sorry. All
1: right. Speaking of hyped up teams and players, true or false, Mike. The NBA is completely screwed if the Nets don't make the finals because neither Philly nor Atlanta nor even the Greek Freak can save the ratings if there's not more genuine star power embellished thought or reality Mike
0: reality because you know unlike you and me we're going to watch we're going to watch Utah Milwaukee because mm-hmm. we're we're intrigued by the storyline we're intrigued by the basketball America isn't and so so you don't have a lot of options here. Now that LeBron is out, um, the Celtics a natural draw because they're from Boston or out. Um, the Knicks, of course, they're not gonna be good for another few years. And th- this is a league that operates on star power. It needed LeBron James to go a several rounds. If anything, this will put to bed the conspiracy theory that the NBA is always trying to work the officials to make sure the best matchups happen, because there is no way that can happen unless New Jersey ends up against, shoot, Brooklyn, not New New Jersey. I'm sorry, New Jersey. Brooklyn ends up against the Clippers or, gosh, the Suns. Those are the only two. Those are the only. two. I mean, Joe Kitch, I'll, I'll watch him because he would be so fun to watch in the finals. But I mean, shoot, Chris Paul going up against Chris Paul and Devin Booker and that group, and, and DeAndre Ayton and all those guys going up against, well, Harden. I don't know if he's going to play by then. But and you got uh, Irving, like and Durant. That, that's a, that's a, that, that's a match made in heaven for the ratings. Other than that, what do you got? You you, you got Utah and Milwaukee uh philly's not exciting anybody on the east coast except for philadelphia maybe you know i i like watching him bead i like i like seeing ben simmons miss free throws i I don't know what what else you're gonna what else you're gonna really see there so so i i i'm I'm sorry i i wish i could be more excited about it but you know philly denver you think that, that that's gonna draw eyeballs no milwaukee um Oh shoot. Atlanta, Trey Young would be really exciting because it'd be such a Cinderella story. But you know, Atlanta, Utah, no, it's not happening. You need you need Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in these finals versus Chris Paul and Devin Booker or Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, or you're done. You're done. You, Adam Silver would have to look go back and think that he'd had a very poor year as a, as a league. I mean, there were a lot, just a lot of superstars got hurt. They had some real COVID problems that they obviously didn't have in the bubble. You know, this was a very, this was, this was a year that you could look back and question the commissioner on.
1: Well, I think this is really going to be, you know, if, if, if James Harden is out for any kind of an extended period of time, and we already know he's not playing in game two. So we'll see what happens beyond that. Now, Kyrie Irving, you know, the NBA's number one drama queen gets a chance to really be the man. And, and guess what? He's going to get a big healthy dose of dose of Drew holiday, guarding him. Drew is a great defender. And I think Drew's like the happiest man alive because he doesn't have to deal with both of those guys. He can, he can lock in on Kyrie, see what happens. But um, as you, you like, you like Milwaukee winning that, you know, it's funny when, when Harden went down, you know, 40, whatever seconds into game one, It was like, oh, boy, here it is. You know, Milwaukee's going to roll them. And that didn't happen. So, uh, again, Milwaukee trailing 0-1 on Brooklyn's home court is not the end of the world. You know, I think we'll see what happens now. We'll see if Mike Budenholzer can scheme against that team. They're going to have to really, you know, you got to figure if KD and Giannis sort of cancel each other out, you know, then it's going to be kind of Drew Holiday, Kyrie Irving, and then the role players, you know, the Chris Middletons, Joe Harris's, whatever. So, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that Milwaukee's going to win, but um, that looks to me like a, a, a seven gamer at this point. And again, uh, that's even without Harden. So we'll see what happens. But um, I think you don't, you don't even have any
0: animated coaches left. Doc Rivers and who? Doc Rivers and uh, not Ty know, Luke. Nate
1: McMillan and uh, and, Nate and, McMillan, right. and Steve Monty Williams
0: got money Williams. I'd love to see him win it all. He's not animated.
1: No, Quinn, Michael Snyder? Malone, Quinn Snyder, you know. Yeah.
0: Oh, Michael Malone. Uh, Michael Malone. I like Michael Malone. He gets, yeah, he's, he gets he's crazy. He's done a great
1: job with those guys. Okay. Crazy. Speaking of Michael Malone and the Suns Nuggets series, it has all the makings of an old West shootout. Who comes out of it alive? CP and D book or Jokic? I must break you Jokic <laughs> and the Nuggets. I mean, uh, Michael Porter Jr. What are you thinking there, Mikey? Well, Bruce,
0: the fact that you like did this on Nikola, I must break you Jokic plays on every Eastern European stereotypical trope and I think we should apologize for that. Okay.
1: Sorry, I must Serbia. Break you. Sorry, I Serbia. Must... <laughs> My bad. Do we have any listeners in Serbia? I hope we do. No. <laughs> uh,
0: look, the the euros are taking over the league, all right? So, you know, like it's. I mean, you know, David Stern. God bless you. You outsourced our freaking game too much. But anyway, um, look. The bottom line is, I don't think the Nuggets can get past um, Phoenix. I don't. I, I think Phoenix's style of play is so fast, and they have so many weapons. And I look. Not that Jokic isn't going to get his numbers. Not that um, uh, you know. But but when it comes down to it. I think the pace of play in this series is going to be dictated by the Suns. And I think they get past the Nuggets.
1: I think that'll be really, you know, really entertaining and and we'll see what happens. Okay. Finally, before we, we put this bad boy to sleep, Brad Stevens, the coach who couldn't get my Celtics over the hump, just replaced Danny Ainge the architect who could never parlay the 2008 title season into anything more than one additional Eastern conference final or one additional Eastern conference final championship in 2010, when they lost to Kobe. Uh, What about this decision? Horrible heavenly Mike, what are you thinking?
0: I don't dislike it as much as a lot of people do. And same thing about Kawhi, what we were talking about labels earlier. I can't, you know, and I like Chris Mannix and knows more about the Celtics than I do. He used to be a ball boy with them. Um, and he's he's got his own podcast now. Howard Beck uh been on the show several times. Um, I heard him on NBA Serious Radio proclaim that Brad Stevens just didn't have the presence or the pedigree um to you know actually get in those guys' faces and make them go, you know, and I go the other way. And I I'll respect that, but I you know, it flies in the face of it flies in the face of people like Frank Vogel um, and Ty Lu and Eric Spolstra. None of those guys had the presence or the pedigree to do anything. And they all won championships. Why? Because they had better players. Danny H didn't get Brad Stevens the players he needed to win a championship. Bottom line. Now Brad Stevens gets his turn to, to stir the pot and do it and see if he can do it his way. Not that Danny Ainge did a bad job. I think he created a monster when they won in 2008 in some ways. And he gets, you know, Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett and puts them along with Paul Pierce. And all of a sudden, they have a special, special thing going. What happens after that is he becomes Trader Danny. He gets all these assets and he moves them left and right. And, you know, okay, he gets an Al Horford here and there. But I mean, shoot. There was no consistency. It was like he was running a one and done Calipari program at point guard for a while. I mean, here, there's IT. Okay, great. He didn't work out. Oh, Kyrie. Oh, oh, he didn't work out. Oh, let's go Kemba. Like, what the hell's going on? Have some continuity, Danny. He didn't, you know, so I, I just think that at some point, he he just loved playing the trader trader game, and and at no point did they get did they get that floor leader consistent floor leader that needed to be that franchise yeah the blocks of jalen brown and marcus smart and jason tatum was going to be an mvp candidate within two years those are all there but you still need that one guy that 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 basically is the catalyst to stick around and they don't have that guy right now i think Kemba's not that guy uh, you know newsflash no
1: no no kemba to me would be an ideal sixth man for that team because they're not going to be able to trade him. He's got 73 million left over the next 2 years on his deal. Oh, God guess what? Him. Who who's who's paying that money? So I think Kemba really could be a, an an ideal sixth man for that team and you know, there's a couple other things. I think Danny became, you know, you and I are both sort of believers in karma, right? You know, we, and I think the karma started to catch up to Danny after the way he treated Isaiah Thomas when he traded him in that in that uh, Mm. Kyrie Irving deal. You know, Kyrie ended up going south. Uh, You know, Gordon Hayward ended ended up leaving. Al Horford ended up leaving. I think it all started falling apart for Danny when he basically treated Isaiah Thomas as way more of a commodity when that little dude Gave them everything. He's oh. a guy. He was all heart and soul for that team, and sure, he was limited as a player. And and almost anybody would have made the deal to bring Kyrie Irving, you know, in, in place of him. But but the way the basketball was treated, gods were not happy yeah. with Danny after that. What do you think? I think that's a great. I, I think there's something to be
0: said for that. And I I don't know if I believe in sports karma as much as I do life karma. If you know, you treat somebody badly. What's his life, Mike? What's that? Sports, Sports is, you're is right. life. You're right. <laughs> I remember there was this moment where Fran Blindberry for the uh, Houston Chronicle, he was at the time, He he's sitting next to me, and he was clearly a jazz fan. I think we all were because we were tired of the Bulls at that point. And Dennis Rodman steps to the free throw line at some big moment. And he goes, if there is a God and karma in this world, he will miss these free throws. And of course, Rodman sunk both. And the Bulls went on to win the series, and there is no karma. Bad people, bad people, sometimes win in sports. Dennis Rodman wasn't a bad person, um, but the Bulls kind of got on people's nerves, and they they had such a they had such a superior, you know, uh, what do you call it, a superiority complex. That um, look, whatever. I mean, I, I guess what I'm getting at is, I don't think there's I I, I don't think there's karma. Um, but I think there's karma in life. And if you treat somebody bad, eventually that comes back to you. And he treated Isaiah Thomas bad.
1: He did. And Isaiah, whatever,
0: like, yeah. was he, was he forced to
1: retire? You think you don't think this was his decision. You know, we had Steve Bullpet on, Bucket uh, buckets, boards, and blocks the other day, longtime observer of the Celtics. Situation. Yeah. We asked him that question and he said, no, you know, as far as the ownership is concerned, Danny Ainge still could do no wrong. Same deal with Brad Stevens. So, he, you know, he didn't rule out the fact that Danny might resurface in another executive position with another team at some point. But yeah. Steve felt like, no, Danny, this was Danny's decision. And, uh, you know, okay. it'll really be interesting to see. I mean, my my personal choice as to who I think they should hire to replace Brad is Sam Cassell, who's currently an assistant with the Sixers. And Steve said, you know, uh, Chauncey Billups, uh, an assistant with the Clippers. You know, both teams still mm-hmm. alive, both doing very well. I would be happy with either of those two guys. Uh, and and there's even talk about uh, Kara Lawson, who was an assistant with the team, went to be the head coach for the Duke women, although they kind of canceled their season. So her experience as a head coach in college probably consists of some recruiting and running some practices, but she's really highly regarded. We both know Oh yeah, her. no, I don't I care. I think, uh,
0: she's brilliant. She would be- Yeah, she's brilliant. She's brilliant. Yeah. I almost think that would be a- that 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 would, you know, unless you, well, look, any 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 time a woman is named head coach of an NBA team, it's going to be a milestone that's going to happen at some point. Um, do you do that right now? I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't know if you believe she if you believe she's going to be the best coach for your team. Go for it. Um, I was thinking somebody like like, why don't you try to get Mike Malone from uh, from from Denver?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, they, they, they may want to keep him. I thought here was a, here was a name I threw out there. And again, I'm not saying there's a reasonable chance of this happening, but Patrick Ewing was an assistant for three NBA teams, Houston, Orlando, and Charlotte. He had a really good season coaching Georgetown, got him to the NBA finals. He grew up in Well, He got him
0: to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, He got him yeah. to the NBA finals. He'd be right. a shoe in as the
1: coach. Yeah, good point. He got the Knicks there a couple times. Yeah, maybe, you're right. You're right. Anyway, but I think Patrick Ewing, as a native of Boston, I think the Celtics fans would embrace him if they brought him in. Cambridge Ringe in Latin. Cambridge Ringe, who played against my high school, Brockton High, in the suburban league, uh, yeah. and beat the living snot out of them every time they played. But uh, but they did that to everybody. So anyway, yeah. look, whoever they come up with, you know, whether it's Chauncey, Sam, Kara, someone else. Uh, Celtics yeah. fans are in for an interesting off season for sure. I think so as well. Well, um, look, looking forward to the rest of the playoffs. Um,
0: I, you know, I, I, I kind of wanted Luka Doncic to survive because he's so fun to watch, but oh, well, you know, what do you do? Oh, by the way, what do you do with Rick, Rick Carlisle? You keep
1: going there. He's yeah. got knocked out like so many first rounds in a row. Cuban already said he's keeping him. So, you know, yeah, I think yeah. that came out to, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you who I think is overrated with a capital O is Christophe Porzingis. If you look at him yesterday or on Sunday, he was six for 12 from the field, right? Not bad. Six for seven on twos, zero oh for five on threes. Get your big ass closer to the hoop. Use your seven, three height. And, and maybe you'll, you know, live up to your potential. I, I think he's a huge disappointment.
0: You know why I was rooting for Dallas in that series? It was, it was like the return of the big man. M- m- Marano, uh, m- how do you say his name? Boban? Boban, yeah, Boban Marjanovic? Bobi. Marjanovic. Marjanovic. Boban. Oh, my God. He was like, uh, I mean, it was incredible. It was like he was just this monster person, and he, like, just give me ball. I put in. Apparently, he's the nicest guy, too. Everybody says, they you know, like, Marcus Morris said he was, you know, anyway, whatever. I, I like whenever a big guy – can take over a series like a joke itch or whatever uh it, porzingis looked like he was doing some things near the basket they fell apart in the second half i mean uh, there was um He's but anyway
1: he is soft
0: anyway and damian lillard's gone now and i love dame dollar and like the players i really like to watch some of them are out of the out of the playoffs now love westbrook and beal are home LeBron, pretty, I pretty mean, early. LeBron, Steph. I mean, whether I mean, you love him or hate him, you love to see him play this time of year. So it's going to be tough. I mean, the the the, the teams that survive now have a big uh, thing, a big thing to fill. I wouldn't personally, I wouldn't make any crazy decisions as a franchise until COVID was really out of the way. Yeah. Because I, this was a seventy-two game sprint. Look at all the guys that got hurt. I mean, there were so many guys that Anthony Davis missed 37 games this year. Uh, Harden missed, uh, I think 28. Um, Durant missed missed like
1: almost 30.
0: Yeah. I mean, all these guys. So, so that, so I I would wait to make any real decisions. That's why I was shocked apropos of nothing. Why uh, Duke decided to name John Shire, the coach right away. Like you can't wait a second see who's available. Like what, what is that?
1: Well, you know, I mean, I think Coach K, you know, they have a new athletic director there too. I think I don't know the person's name, but the, the, it might even be a woman, although I'm not positive. Not that that matters, but I don't think anybody. It
0: doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know no, why? No. Coach because K, the athletic director job at Duke is like is like probably the third most important position in the athletic department. <laughs> behind well, the idea Duke person.
1: probably says to Coach K, "What do you want? A six iron or a seven iron?"
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, what are the yeah. Yeah, let me let me, let me you wipe the that... dirt
1: off of your golf ball for you. Yeah, I, I just right. Okay, all right, Mike. Have we had all enough, right, say? Have we had enough discussing for now? We have.
0: Thank you so much for your time. And um, yeah, this you. was good.
1: Thank you. That was dope,
0: Bruce Bernstein. Thank you for joining me. Now, hit us with the promos.
1: Thank you, Mike. Thank you, as always, for allowing me to join you on the show. Thanks also to the unbelievable Kristen Woolley, our great editor. Please check out all of our Pure Hoops media shows. Catch and Shoot 2.0 with Otto Strong and Aaron Berlin is here every Wednesday. And their guest this week will be college hoop expert Jeff Goodman who's going to have a few things to say about the post-Coach K era at Duke, like whether he should hit a five iron, six iron, or seven iron. Uh, Buckets, boards, and blocks with Monica McNutt and King McClure drops on Thursday. BJ Armstrong and Eric Newman have the Pure Hoops podcast each Friday. And of course, a new Mike Wise show with my man, Mike, every Monday. And if you'd like to hear more selected choice discussions from all of our shows, subscribe to the Pure Hoops Media Quick Hitters. And we have many great video segments on our YouTube channel, Go to YouTube and search for Pure Hoops Media, Mike. Thank you, Bruce.
0: Once again, a bunch of sponsors have joined the show, including Monster Truck Spectacular, Grave Digger, this Sunday, Hagerstown Fairgrounds, be there. Now that COVID-19 vaccinations are widely available, get one. Full stop. If you are one of the fools who hasn't gotten a vaccination, keep wearing the mask in public to protect yourselves and others. And don't lie about your vaccinations just to get into somewhere. That's right. Darn it. And really, go get the shot. Keep your guard up and be smart. Until next time, aloha. The Mike Wise Show used to be called The Wise Wiseass Show, but it remains a presentation of Pure Hoops Media.